everybody, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin. We're here to talk about AEW, and it's been about a week or so, so got a lot to talk about. Probably do about an hour or so today. If you have any questions, any uh, comments, any statements, anything like that, that you want read out or one up on the screen, any of that good stuff, please send us a super chat or donation. Super chats go right through YouTube. Donation link is in the description below. We had a super chat um, a few days ago that I want to read out that I want to forget from Corey Hummel. says, lots of love, prayers, and positive vibes for all. Steven and Jesse, for both of your happiness, health, and success, always unconditionally. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that. That was Corey, I assume? Yep. Thank you so much, Corey. You rule. You're the best. Awesome. I really appreciate it. I'm doing really good. I just want to thank everybody for their outpouring of love and support um, with obviously, if you haven't heard, um, yeah, I'm rel I relapsed into my eating disorder, but um, I'm fighting it. I fight. I fought it before and I fight it again and it's going to be a long battle, but I'm, I'm here for it. So I'm ready to throw down. So yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, and as you know, Jesse, we all got your back. A lot of people got your Aww. back. I saw that outpour on Twitter. So, like, I mean, that's that's got to be good to to know at the very least. Yeah. I know you're dealing with some shit, but like, a lot of people have your back, which is super humbling, and it's it's very motivating as well. <laughs> no, you can have that shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and if you hear like like gross noises i'm smushing up ravioli for my child so <laughs> there you go nice it's not like something inappropriate so <laughs> um well yeah today we're just gonna kind of hang out talk a little uh i mean mainly AEW. i mean we could talk really whatever um but some of the kind of the big topics from the past week you know we had the announcement of the AEW tbs championship uh the new women's championship so we'll talk about that a little bit um, you know, Bobby Fish is all elite. Maybe we'll talk about that a little. Of course, we had the return of Hangman Adam Page, and he is now number one contender again for the AEW World Title. And then uh, I didn't—I haven't watched any of it, but I know that the WWE has the King of the, Win the Ring and Queen. What are they calling it? Queen of the Ring? Something. Uh, like Queen of the Ring, I think. I, I want to say it was like Queen. I, I don't know, but it's essentially it's a Queen of the Ring tournament. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I was looking on Twitter last night. People seemed really, really upset because I guess, like all the women's uh, tournament matches <coughs> totaled like like the total amount of time was like eight minutes for like every single match combined. Yeah, and Liv Morgan lost. Who did she wrestle? Carmella. Oh geez, yeah. I think at this point WWE's probably just trolling the uh, the Liv Morgan fan base because <laughs> I know it's awful. They're like really behind her from what I see on social well, media. Yeah, well, and then she tweeted at, like, Britt Baker or something, and then she got in trouble. She got in trouble by the WWE for tweeting at Britt Baker? I think. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not, and yeah. I saw it on Twitter. It could be fake news, but... I mean, who knows? We know how petty the WWE can be, so... Like, yeah. I, I doubt AEW cares at all if they're communicating with other companies. Um, whatever. Uh, so, I guess before we get into the AEW stuff, just because I have literally no knowledge of what's going on with the... Uh, literally, all I know about the WWE, all I could tell you over the last... Since the last pay-per-view, all I know that has happened... Biggie's champion. <laughs> yeah, Biggie, but that that had already happened. Well, I'm sorry, no, yeah. I watched that. That was that on... That was on the... the 
I, I did watch that because he announced that on Twitter the morning. Yeah, of, that was a Monday Night Raw. So I tuned in at the end because, like, Twitter was blowing up like he's cashing in. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to tune in and watch this. Um, but the only other thing I know about is I saw that Chucky was on the show yesterday. What? He was? I don't know. I may have fallen asleep. Yeah, Chucky the doll. He was, um, so th- there is a shock where everyone's making the same joke. It's so funny. But like, you know, Rick Steiner has history uh. with Chucky. Uh. And now Rick Steiner's son, Braun Breaker, is in the company. <laughs> so, That's right. well, Braun Breaker go after Chucky? I don't know. This is a funny tweet from Sean also. WWE keeps relying on WCW stars from over 20 years oh, ago. Oh, that's hilarious. Because that's funny. <laughs> once again, that's from, from this the same clip. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw it was... Uh, it'll probably take me a minute to find the actual... Uh, any more of the tweet. But what I what it looked like happened last night, Jesse, is... It was, it was like a video of Chucky sitting on his couch at home... Watch, oh, watching Raw? It, yeah, and, and it was like the segment with Lily and Alexa, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. I've been calling he, it, though, that they're going to do I know, you have. Alexa, or yeah. Lily versus Chucky. I knew it. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> but is there... So yeah, he's either going to try to hook up with Lily or he's going to fight Lily. One of the two. Um, probably hook up and fight. Probably both. Um, yeah. But maybe they'll have, like, a cinematic match or something. And here's the oh, thing. God. Well, here's the thing, though, right? Like, regardless of what they decide to do, and I know no matter what they decide to do, like, a big part of the fan base is going to completely resent it, but they're not going to stop watching. Like, they're just going to keep watching yeah. and complaining about it. The people that are going to shit on it the hardest are never going to stop watching. Yeah, for sure. And then there are going to be people who just, who just enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, you just... <laughs> Just get used to this stuff if you're a WWE fan. Like, I mean, I haven't... Like the lo- zombies. What, what? What's the zombies? Remember that match with The Miz and Morrison and the zombies? Oh, God, no. I mean, I... I, I that was on that was on pay-per-view, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I did remember seeing... Yeah, but I wasn't paying much attention. I can't really talk too much about it. But, it, but it's like... It's like the... I haven't watched this Undertaker and New Day Netflix movie, but like... We started it. Yeah, and he, oh, was it yeah. that bad well, that you were just said, like, I'm out? You know what we did? Well, it's, it's, like, it's like the first, it's not a spoiler, but like the first screen is like, are you ready? And it's like, yes, and it says, no, I'm scared. And we hit, no, I'm scared. And it rolls these fake credits that says The Undertaker is <laughs> like the producer that's directed by. It was really funny. Oh, okay. But then he goes, you're not going to get away that easy. <sighs> yeah, no matter what, you probably have to, it's going to bring you to the same spots regardless but i i mean here's the thing though that's just just get used to that if you're a WWE fan because like that's that's the future of the company it's gonna be more of that kind of stuff like i mean shameless plugs yeah and i mean once again it's just a different world like if if the undertaker would have done this in like the 90s it would have totally killed his entire Bro, career. Bro, that would have been so cool. Like, if they would have done that with, like, Nickelodeon, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Well, that's true. I mean, like, as a kid, that would have been cool to see. Like, like I've, like I've talked about before, like, if, if like, you know, Sting teamed up with the Ninja Turtles or something, or the Power Rangers on oh, TV, yeah. like, I would, have, I would have lost it. But the, but the adult fans would have been like, okay, like, the, under, the Undertaker's not cool anymore. Like, I'm not 
watch like what what I thought the Undertaker like they'd be they'd be breaking kayfabe so badly that yeah that's true it would have just confused everybody probably but the, regardless the the point is I guess all I know about the WWE currently is that Chucky's involved and do you have anything that you can speak to on this King of the Ring or Queen of the Ring tournament because once again I haven't seen any of it I've heard negatives about the Queen of the Ring stuff just because of them not getting any time. Has it been any better for the men? Is that looking promising? Like, who do you think is going to win? Um, well, Xavier Woods better win, for one. <laughs> His match with Ricochet was really, really good. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. And then Kofi had a match uh, against Jinder Mahal, but I'm pretty sure he lost. So there's no Kofi versus Xavier happening. Some shenanigans happened. Mm. And... Um, I mean, it's. I mean, I really liked the Xavier Woods uh, Ricochet match. I thought that was really good. But like, as far as like the women, like they're just. I don't know if it's because they're going to Saudi Arabia and they have to like downplay women. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. No, I know, but, but like that's. I I get what you're saying, but yeah, that'd be moronic for them to do. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like they're not. I feel like it's it's history being made. You're you're basically you know. This should be technically on par with, like, the first ever main event of WrestleMania or, like, the first ever Women's Hell in a Cell match. Like, all these things, like, were that were firsts for women. The first ever Women's Pay-Per-View. It's, like, the first ever Queen of the Ring tournament. You should be making a bigger deal out of it than just casually mentioning it and giving the women, like, five minutes, like, total for all the matches. And I understand about equality and we want equal and all that. But when you have, like, a roster like that where it's more men than women, I get it. But then at the same time, you're just, like, you're completely downplaying it and you're you're watering down your own tournament, essentially. You're making me not care about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. On a, on a three-hour-long show, yeah. I don't know how you can only allocate eight minutes total to the women. Like, for, for a tournament like this especially. So it's like Matt Riddle is hilarious, but he doesn't need to say like fifteen thousand jokes. Okay. <laughs> Did he take up like the whole show? <laughs> no, he was just he kept going on and on and on. It was funny. I mean, it was funny, funny, funny. But yeah. like the whole time they're like, he's stalling, he's stalling, and it's like with all the stalling, we could have had another women's match. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, I'll tell you what. There's there is no better way to get me to not go back to watching WWE than having Jinder Mahal win the King of the Ring. That's that is like Oh god, that, they better not. That's a that's a clear like we don't want you back as a fan, Steven. <laughs> like just stay just stay away. Oh um, Yeah, just just go, bro. That guy sucks. I'm sorry. Like he, people can I know that he has fans and it's not even about him personally obviously, but like I can't get over, like he was the worst WWE champion ever and they just keep trying to make him a thing and it's like he just isn't good. Like, if, if you push that shanky guy, if you want. I mean, that guy's like seven feet yeah. tall. Um, and he got a stupid name. I shouldn't say stupid. I don't know if that's like a, like a traditional name somewhere. I, don't I looked it up. Anybody. It is. It's okay. like a traditional nickname. I know. I thought it was like a shank. Like a... Same. Yeah. I, 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 thought it, I thought it was like meant to sound silly, but I apologize. If that's like a legit. I mean, I just don't know. But I know. I looked it up before I talked any shit. Because I was like, I better, I better educate myself. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if I offended anyone by saying that. I, I didn't mean to, but I, 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 I never heard that name before. It sounds silly in English. Well, it's, it's like you're a wrestler. It's like it almost sounds like you're trying. Like, 
when I hear that name, like I'm sorry, but I think about shanking somebody, like like pulling yeah, their like pants a down. prison shank. No, like pulling their pants down. Oh, like like I'm shanking what? you. Like I've it, never heard. Oh, that you've before. never heard it called that? Yeah, like no. like pantsing someone is also called shanking someone. Yeah, I thought it was when you stabbed. That is that is too. No, 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 that is that. That's like the way more serious uh, use for the term. But that's why it gets me so much is because I'm like shanky like is this gonna be about to just like pull someone's pants down in the middle of the match like that's that's like oh that's my what... god i've never heard that <laughs> yeah at that's least hilarious that's, that's what we called it when we were kids i don't i don't know if maybe we were like misusing the term a georgia thing yeah, i don't know it's possible <laughs> but um i mean at least the dude's like seven feet tall but i i don't know <clears throat> that's really all i can really speak to the wwe i i hope I mean, I guess I hope Xavier wins because I do like him and... He's wanted it forever. Yeah, I've seen him, like, lobbying for it on Twitter and stuff, like, forever. So, I mean... But knowing the WWE, what they'll do is they'll have to make it... Finn Balor win it. They'll have to make it all the way to the finals and and Jinder will beat beat Woods. I mean, yeah, I mean, Finn Balor would be a good choice. Uh, I think he beat Cesaro, from what I saw. So... I mean, that should have been the finals of the tournament, probably. But right. regardless, they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm going to continue to not watch. And, hey, may- maybe they'll do something that, you know, gets me pulled back in. I just... When you've got stuff going on where, like, I'm watching wrestling every day of the week except for... Well, I still watch Monday nights for, like, AEW. But yeah, um, it's wild. I mean, the options are just overwhelming at this point like i mean it's 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 impossible for me to go from a, a weekend of gcw to watching raw like i it's just it's just so night and day two completely different things yeah so did you you, you watched uh gcw on saturday didn't you i watched a little bit i watched the highlights i was watching um there was a very very good football game on oh, okay that could not get me away because uh, alabama lost so holla um but, uh, yeah, I did see, and it looked freaking... I mean, GCW, let's be real. GCW is it right now. That's, like, the hot promotion other than AEW. Let's just be real. Yeah. It's... I'm so happy for them. Like, they are just absolutely killing it. Yeah. Like they, and they're going to do Hammerstein. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's going to be so cool. Yeah, the video package was great. It was great. It was beautiful. It was like, yeah, the wrestlers. For anyone who missed it, like they, they did this uh, this reveal for Hammerstein Ballroom for uh, for January, and it showed like a handful of GCW talents and like you know up close on their faces and them kind of looking around at the Hammerstein Ballroom from the inside, and then like saying things that you know that have been said to them like probably over and over again throughout their careers. And then pretty much just giving him the middle finger, like, like Effie's on there, and he's like, you know, I loved it. Yeah, he's like, you should tone it down a bit. You're a little too gay, and it's like <laughs> he probably hears that every single oh God, day sure. of his life. You know, AJ Gray says he's like, why don't you just shut the f up? Why don't you know what I mean? Like, because he's yeah. always on Twitter, just like speaking his mind, reading his name. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, um, and all that stuff was really. I mean, that was it. Was it was really. I'd say raw, which is so ironic because like yeah. raw isn't raw anymore, but like in the, in the same sense of the word. But it was it was really it was just a very real video package, and, and hearing what they were saying was was um, like Alex Colones, like you got to do death matches; it's the only way to stay over, and like it like shows his back, and it's just all scars. Oh, you know? I know, it's, like, it's gnarly. So, 
I thought it, I thought that that was incredible. I thought the show was great. The whole weekend was great. They had a, a show on Saturday night, a show on Sunday night. They also had JCW, which is like their sister promotion. They had a free show on YouTube on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, it was just like this big GCW weekend. Um, then you also had you know AEW on Friday with Rampage and. Um, and then this week, right, It's there's no R- Dynamite tomorrow, but we have Rampage Friday and Dynamite Saturday. Oh, that's right. There is no Dynamite tomorrow. Damn it. Yeah. It's and on then, Saturday. And then I think it's that way the following week, too. I think. I could be wrong, but I, I think they might. Because I know I'm doing the Bound for Glory post-show for Fightful with Jeremy. And that's next weekend, not this weekend. And I think we might be doing an AEW review also. So, so that would have, oh. I'm, I'm thinking Dynamite might be on Saturday night also. Well, I know the Saturday one's in Orlando. Okay. So yeah, and, and yeah. So and I think I think Rampage is live on Friday because it's going head to head with the last half hour of SmackDown. Cause SmackDown's I know because doing... it's gonna be on FS1. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting seeing. Yeah. If, because you know that WWE is going to try to have something really important on for that last half hour. You'll see how much they think of AEW by what they put on that last half hour. Yeah, I guarantee you it involves Roman Reigns. And Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, good call, probably, yeah. Because they said he's going to be on. So, and then if I'm AEW, like, I I heard Brian Alvarez talking about this yesterday, and, and he makes a good point, and I agree. Like, they shouldn't... They shouldn't hotshot any AEW. Shouldn't hotshot anything like specifically no. for this. Like, don't take like a long term story no that you're building. It. And yeah, I mean, no you, you still want to stack something for that first half hour. Like, you want people to yeah. jump over, but don't do it at the expense of like if you have a plan for like a story that's meant to play out, you know, a couple months from now. Don't just do it to you know this weekend just for the sake of competing against SmackDown. Like, yeah, still exactly. Stay stay the course, but just put on some. Because the other thing is, we already know, based on how Dynamite has gone so far, they usually have the biggest match first anyways. On Sorry, on Rampage. They usually have the yeah. biggest match first on Rampage. So, they really don't have to do anything that they haven't already been doing. Just put on a Which really Which I appreciate match. as a very tired person. <laughs> watch, watch the opening match and then go to sleep. Well, I mean, I, I try to stay awake. But sometimes I just I can't because I'm up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very different schedule than I'm on, for sure. Um, it's not by choice. No, 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 I understand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm usually going to sleep not long before you're probably waking up. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think that I think that SmackDown will probably try to put on a really good show, so that's exciting for WWE fans. I think Rampage is going to do what they do and they're going to put on a, you know, a really solid rampage and then we have Dynamite on Saturday so there's probably going to be some kind of overlap between the two, some stories that kind of run through both and I mean there's uh, George Hook says AEW needs to bring in Bray uh, for that half hour. I mean if he's available it's not a bad idea. Yeah, when's his 90 day up? Should be up anytime yeah, now. Yeah, it's, right? it's got to be soon if it hasn't already happened. Um, I've been seeing stuff about like impact wrestling like approaching him and stuff and it sounds like he's not gonna he's not gonna go to impact. Oh, okay. Um at least from the little bit that I've heard about it. But I think impact is gonna get Braun Strowman. I think that they're gonna throw him a ton of money. Um, oh well they got the uh, the inspiration now. Yeah, I saw that. Good for them. Good I, for them. I, was, I think that's a perfect fit. 
Well, that was another thing from this weekend was there was the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Knockdown on Impact Plus, um, and that was where the inspiration was announced. Denise Salcedo and Kate Hensler did a, a review of that, by the way, if anyone wants to watch that over on Fightful. But, so yeah, you had that. You also had, I mean, me, Sean Rossap, and Doug did a, we did a watch along for Fury versus Wilder 3. That was on Saturday oh, also. Did? Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, so we got, we had really good viewership for some of those fight nights, which is nice. Like, so th- those are always fun to do. So there was just, there was so much this weekend. I mean, I, there's stuff I'm not even going to mention. There was a UFC show this weekend. There was, like, on Saturday alone, there were, I'm looking at my calendar right now. On Saturday alone, there was Jersey Championship Wrestling on YouTube, GCW on Fight TV, Impact Knockouts Knockdown on Impact Plus, UFC on ESPN Plus, and um, Fury vs. Wilder on pay-per-view. Like, that was all one day this weekend. I know, that's wild. I know. But those are the kind of days I live for. <laughs> like those those are like Yeah. I love that stuff. Um But uh but yeah, so all that kind of out of the way, I would say what's what's I wanna ask you, how do you feel how do you feel about Hangman Adam Page? He's back, he won the casino chip for number one contender. Do you do that match at full gear or do you do you still do Kenny and Danielson at full gear for the belt and then like Hangman cashes in at Revolution or on like a big uh, dynamite or something. Oh, that's how it works. He cashes it in. I think, well, I, I think they're going to, I don't think it's like a, uh, like a, a money in the bank. Yeah. I, I think he probably has to like, they, they'll, they'll promote the day he's going to actually like what I'm assuming they're, they're going to do. It won't be like a sneak attack thing. It'll be like a, like hey at revolution or whatever and they'll they'll announce it like two months in advance or whatever they'll be like revolution mm-hmm. the, that's where the the chip comes into play or something i don't i don't know exactly how they'll do it they'll do it but i doubt it'll be like a kenny retains over brian danielson and then hangman just like runs in and hits him in the back and pins him or something um yeah but what do you, hmm. what do you think? Because I know there's a lot of the fan base that wants them to just do this at uh, at full gear, which I'd be fine with if they want to. But there's still the, I would be, yeah. There's still the unfinished business with Danielson and Omega too, though. Exactly, and he, like you said, I would be okay with that, and I would get it. But like you said, I think there's unfinished business with Brian Danielson. I th- I feel like that, and I mean they could leave it a loose end and go ahead with um, Hangman Page. I mean they could do that. But I feel like they've given Hangman and Kenny, like, that whole story, such a long, really great, beautiful story that's all been building to this. I feel like you need to build on that a little bit more, finish the stuff with Brian Danielson, and move on to a full-fledged feud between Kenny and Hangman. Because if, if it's, and it seems to me to be the right choice for Hangman Page to dethrone Kenny Omega as the AEW champion. Yeah, I agree. Um, that deserves, you know, a story arc. Like a true, beautiful story arc. And I mean, it, it deserves kind of like a reminder. I mean, quote unquote, true AEW fans know the whole story. But, you know, AEW is pulling in a lot more viewers than they were, you know, a few months ago. Some new viewers may have questions as to what's been going on, what happened. I mean, not everybody's been watching since the beginning. And I don't know. I just feel like they need to build up to it a little bit more. It doesn't feel complete yet. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, this is a good way to get the foot back into the door as far as, like, Hangman 
is number one contender like right now, undeniably. But he, but he but he did it through winning uh, this ladder match. So it wasn't like it wasn't like he came back and then like beat all these ranked wrestlers again and then got number one contender. Like he did it in one match, and it's it's almost like it just so happens that Kenny Omega is the champion. So I get what you're saying is like if you let it play out just a little, it's already played out for a long time, but if you let it play out a little bit longer, there's also the tie in there with Hangman and Kenny versus the Young Bucks from Revolution a couple years ago. They were both the champions. That that event kind of is like synonymous with the two of them together. So, you know, I I think, you know, once again, would I be upset if Hangman dethroned Kenny at full gear? No, definitely not. But I feel like they could, they could stretch it to Revolution and it would be even better um, and then they yeah. all they also have this number one contender tournament starting soon um, in AEW. So yeah, I don't know who's gonna win that. Um, maybe you know Danielson wins that, and that's how he gets back into a title shot. Good, yeah. I could see that. I, I could I could see Miro going far in that as well. Now that he's yeah. not the, the TNT champion, they're gonna they're gonna want to. If AEW is smart, they continue to push him pretty heavily because he did a really good job with the TNT title. Um, yes, he did. Especially if they're going to bring in Lana. Like, have them do it now and have her... Once again, I don't think a lot of us really care to see her wrestle, but, like, her as a as a mouthpiece and manager for Rusev, especially, or Miro, especially when he's... If he was cutting those same promos, you know, like, funny slash badass that would be for her to be right next to him while he's like, I like my god up high and my wife down low. And she's just, like, ah. nodding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like just just super alpha male you know what i mean (laughs) um but uh but yeah so we had that and then we also had the uh the debut of the tbs championship that's gonna be looks great it does it does and it's gonna be uh, a women's championship belt now i'll say this i don't know if AEW's women's i mean they their raw their their women's division is actually pretty damn good right now like like yeah it, it is a much different scenario than even six months or a year ago where they were still really building the division they still are in a lot of ways but like they've done a good they need i've said it a thousand times they needed the time to do this though because like they yeah. didn't just have the luxury of having like a charlotte sasha becky like oscar like level you know of popularity woman on their roster so like they had to organically build Britt baker and chris statlander and nyla rose yeah. and riho and sheeta and like a, a lot of wrestlers that weren't that familiar to the u.s audience like so they're at a point now where things are looking good but i don't know if it's deep enough that you would need a second title but i will say this if they put the title on jade cargill I think that would be a really, really good move. Uh, so what, yeah. what do you think about the title? I, I want to see either Cargill or Statlander as the TBS champion. Who would who would, yeah. who would you want to see? I think you in, can't go wrong. In, in, yeah, and, and what do you think about what do you think about the idea of this second women's championship and it being the TBS title? Honestly, I think it's a good idea for the women's division because you want you don't really want to play hot potato with your title, but you want to get a bunch of women over and. AW is really good at doing that, but it's hard when you have, you know, your AW Women's Champion, Britt Baker, and you're kind of stuck in this storyline hole of, well, no one can really beat her because she's so over right now. So you're stuck in this limbo with the other women. And when you're a new promotion and you're trying to get these people organically over, it's organically difficult. It's naturally difficult to do so without something on the line. And so I feel like by having another title and putting that on the line and creating that, 
you can build up this not secondary women's division, but you can build up literally everybody around Britt, Britt Baker, and then you know it, it naturally carries from there. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you don't think so? Yeah, I, I, yeah, they agree. Um, I'd like to see also. I've always liked the idea of what Impact Wrestling does with the X Division title with Option C, where. It used to be once a year on the same pay-per-view, Destination X. It used to be, like, whoever the X-Division champion is on that pay- Like, by the time that pay-per-view comes around, you have the option to to turn in the X-Division title for a shot at the world title. And I'd like to see that. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, there, there's they currently do it in Impact. Still. Like, that's, like, the next big title match for Impact is Josh Alexander versus Chris Cage. And Alexander is—he just turned in his exhibition title, and he's—he's he's going to be going for the world title um, at the next pay per view at Bound for Glory. Um, and you, but it, but now the rules have been kind of bent a little bit the way Impact does it because it's like it used to be like reserved for a specific pay per view. But regardless, like I, in, in theory, I really like the idea of you know if you're the TBS champion, for instance, if you're you know. Jade or Statlander or whoever winds up with that belt, like maybe it's you know once or twice a year. Like you pick, I like the idea of having like a pay per view picked out for it because that way it incentivizes reasons for you to be like defending the title throughout the year. Because otherwise you would just win the TBS title and just hand it over and be like, I want the world title, you know? Right, um, that's true. <laughs> so so if you were like you know, if it was like you know every year at uh, we'll just pick a show at full gear or whatever every year. I mean, this wouldn't be a good example because this title's going to be so new. Let's say Double or Nothing. Like, Double or Nothing next year, there's a there's a thing where whoever the TBS champion is at full gear, or at, uh, at Double or Nothing next year, they're allowed to cash in or turn in their TBS championship. So that way, like, throughout the year, people want to win that title from Jade or whoever, and they have to continue mm-hmm. to defend it because by the time that pay-per-view comes around, like that's when it really, really matters to have that belt because you can hand it over, get a world title shot. So, ba- so essentially what it's doing is it's, it's legitimizing the title and it's showing that whoever has this belt is the number one contender. Like this is, this is the top woman outside of the world champion. So, right. um, so I'd like to see something like that. I don't know if they'll do that or not, but like I, 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 the the real reason I bring all this up is because they they just definitely they need to make a level of credibility for that, I, and they'll, they'll they they will do it. Like the TNT title is almost on the same level as the world title in AEW. Like they've done a yeah, great it really job. is. So I, yeah. I have all the faith in the world that they'll do a great job with this. But they just have to figure ways of like making the TBS championship valuable as fast as possible. Because once again, like. But, you know, I, I keep kind of thinking about it, and it's like, I mean, you got, like, Tay Conti, who's, like, really, or Ty Conti, who's, like, really good. And they have like, a lot of options. Yeah, there's a lot of women on that roster right now that actually, like, a lot of good options for the TN, the TBS title. So, yeah, I mean, I, and I'll say this, I think it's better than adding uh, women's tag titles. I will say that. Yeah. Because that always it seems just, to become a mess. It just becomes a mess because you don't have enough women to actually have legitimate tag teams. Yeah. And you just create, then you have to create these like random storylines to get people on a tag team together. And it's just, it gets messy. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Impact's done a decent job with it, but but, but their problem is they lose talent too often. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, you know, they'll have, like, a good team, like, Fire and Flava, but then, like, you know, one will leave, and then it's like, well, got to either form a new tag team or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, the... Um, so yeah, TBS title. It sounds like we're both looking forward to that. Um, anyone who wants, if you want your voices heard, by the way, I, I mentioned once again, super chat the donations. We'll make sure to put those up on the screen. We'll make sure to read them out. Everyone hear this on the audio version tomorrow on the Fight Talk podcast feed. Um, it'll be tomorrow or the following day. Everyone will still hear your questions, your an- the answers, and uh, your statements and all that. Super chats go right through YouTube. Donation link is in the description. Um, so yeah, so the TBS title, but that battle wind I mean so like if we had to take a guess I'm gonna guess Jade who would if you had to pick one person who do you think is gonna win that title first um I want to say Thunder Rosa but I feel like she's the one who's gonna like dethrone Britt Baker eventually yeah that's very possible given their history so hmm I, I I agree with you about Jade I think she's the right move, honestly, as long as they can book it right, or her or Chris Statlander. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The thing with Jade is, like, she's still pretty green, but... She, yeah, she's very green. That's the only problem. But she, but you can kind of work with that if you're the TBS champion. Because there isn't really, like, the, like, a super high expectation yet with, like, that title. Like, and she... If she can... If she can grow along with that title, like... It's kind of strange because yeah. normally the way that normally it's looked at as either and there's different scenarios depending on you know different people and circumstance and stuff. But like you know, sometimes the belt makes the wrestler, and sometimes the wrestler makes the belt. Like right, and for Jade, it really could be both at the same time because Jade's kind of still like an unmolded like ball of clay to a, to a degree. And yes. if you put her in that unmolded ball of clay, which is, I'm, it looks like I'm holding two balls in my hand. Um, <laughs> if you put those together, it's like kind of green championship, green wrestler. And then they both grow Let's together. Yeah. That could be interesting. And they, I mean, they clearly have big plans for Jade and she had, she has a great presence about her. I mean, you see she her. She really does. You know, she, I love her. She's the kind of girl, like, if you saw her just, like, at the supermarket, you'd be like, she's someone. Like, you wouldn't, even if you don't yes. watch wrestling, you would know she's, like. You would say she looks important. Yeah, exactly. She looks like an athlete. I mean, she just looks like she can kick ass. I mean. She looks like someone you do not want to mess with. I agree. I totally agree. Um, she's like a child <laughs> psychologist in real life. And it's like, oh, my God, I'd be scared to tell her my problems. <laughs> Um, she, uh, yeah, I, I like what I've seen so far from her though. I really do. Um, yeah, me too. She, she's having to I learn really on like the her. spot in front of everybody. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. No. Can you imagine? Well, that's what WWE is so afraid of. That's why they hide everyone in, in the PC and on NXT and stuff and 205 live is because like they, they're afraid of somebody learning on the job in front of, in front of, you know, the fans, but like. Well, look at Britt Baker. That's like the best way to learn. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's a lot of good examples in AEW of them taking people that had no TV experience and you put them on. Hell, Nick Gage had never been on live television before. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's been around 20 years or whatever. But like, you know, 
the, his match with Jericho is the first time he ever had to consider like what cameras he where was, the camera is and all that. Yeah. So, but that obviously different circumstance. Nick Gage has been in the game for two decades, and like Jade started like a couple years ago. But um, the point is, it's it's doable. Like you sometimes you got to just like really bet on your talent that you've invested in and. And so what if they screw up a few times out there? Like, who cares? If it's not anything super major, like, that's how you learn stuff. And that's how you learn exactly. how to not make mistakes. Um, sometimes you got to make mistakes to learn. Um, but, yeah, I, I, uh, there was another, oh, yeah, and also I want to throw out there, I love the Serena D peel turn. Yes. She beat Sheeta and then hit her in the head with that trophy that Sheeta was supposed so to get. So great. Um, and I say this a lot, and I really mean it. You know, if gun to my head, if someone was like, who is your favorite female wrestler in the world right now? The two names that I'd have to really debate in my head before I blurt it out are Charlotte Flair and Serena Deeb. Those are like... Yeah. Like, and they're two very different wrestlers um, on two very different shows. But... Um, in the ring, I think Serena Deeb is the best female alive right now. And it's and you can make the argument for, like, Thunder Rosa and stuff, too. Like, obviously. Like, they're that's just personal preference. I, I love all these women, by the way. But, like, Serena's been overlooked and underappreciated for so long. And she is so damn good. Like, I they can... And I don't know what her status is with the National Wrestling Alliance. I don't know if that's prevented anything. Because, like, similar to Thunder Rosa. Like, Thunder Rosa's actually signed to AEW now, but for... The first, you know, year or whatever she was with the company, she was actually with an NWA, and they were, like, loaning her over. Um, I don't know what what uh, Serena Deeb's status is, but if they have access to her long-term, they need to push her big time. Like, uh, and now that she's a heel, I don't know if you can do her in Brit right away, but, like, Serena should... If Serena's not in the world title mix, she needs to be the, T- the TBS champion. Like, she's yeah. she's so next level with what... She, the, the woman of a thousand holds thing that's Malenko's gimmick, It's but it's, like, perfect for her. Like, it's... It is. It works great. I, I wish, you know... I think it'd be badass if they had Dean Malenko out there managing her sometimes. Ooh, that would be cool. The only, the only reservation, unfortunately, is Malenko's dealing with, a, like, Parkinson's real bad. Yeah. You know, you see him and he's, he's shaking and... And I, I obviously that's near and dear to me and my family and stuff. And my, what my brother does for work and every like I, I'm very very aware of of the, those types of neurological diseases. And you know, if Malenko's like down to do it, then then hell yeah, go out there and do it. But I also know sometimes it's kind of hard. Like just just for what it's worth for people who don't know, sometimes that stuff gets worse when you have like the. Like, if you're kind of stressed or you know people yeah. are watching, it's like it, it, you're kind of more likely to kind of be dealing with it when there's, like, a million people looking at you. It kind of, like, triggers it more, unfortunately. And I, I would I, – the reason I bring all this up, I would never want Dean Malenko to, like, suffer for the expense of, like, coming out and, you know, just because I want to see him. But, like, if he's feeling it and, like, he wants to do it, him with Serena would be incredible. So, um, I have so oh much respect Oh, my gosh, George, I'm so sorry. What 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 happened? With he said my dad died of Parkinson's last week. I did. Oh, I just came through. I just saw it. I'm very I'm very sorry to see that, George. Um, it's a, it's it's a shitty 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 disease, and it's terrible that anyone ever has to deal with that. So sorry, George. Um, but I know Malenko's been dealing with it for for a while. Um, 
and I know he's he's in the Atlanta, Georgia area a bit. I've been I've tried to link my brother with him. Um, but really, he, yeah. But he's never. I don't know if my brother never reached out or what. But like, if anyone hears this or whatever, like, I think my brother could help him uh, at least a little bit because um, he has so much experience with that and in specifically workouts that can potentially help with those kind of things. Um, but regardless, I, I, I mean, I, I got a Dean, I got multiple Dean Malenko action figures over here on this wall. Like I, I am a man. I love, I got a Dean Malenko autograph right over here. Like I love Dean Malenko. So, uh, but anyway, it's very, very cool that, uh, that he has handed over his gimmick to Serena. Well, that's a huge, uh, a huge sign of respect for like Malenko to, to do that. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then Deshaun Turner, thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, says Jade looks like she can push and fix my car. <laughs> Dude, that's true. Like that yeah. popped me. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. If I, she would have a, she would have a way better chance. Like if, if my car broke down, I would trust her before me for sure to be able to do those things. <laughs> yeah so, for sure um and yeah sorry george man that that's i don't really know what to say other than like i mean you're always welcome here to hang out hopefully this kind of stuff takes takes your mind off it obviously that's tough when i bring up stuff that's you know hits close <laughs> to home but but um, you know yeah i mean obviously you've I didn't lost know a that. parent so it's it's you, you oh can... yeah to, to disease it's... like that you i mean it's I have no control over yeah and you just watch it's I can't there's, imagine. There's nothing y'all. sadder than watching somebody just like deteriorate in front of your eyes over time. Like it's it's it is it's very it's tough. I I had to I had to watch it with my mom, my grandma, and oh my, my aunt, all three of them with breast cancer. I mean, oh just, god. I mean, I, that's why I'm terrified. If I if I ever have kids, if I have a daughter, like I don't know, like it's almost like, like where like I would have to make sure I didn't have a daughter, almost like because no, there's they can actually um I. Um, I have 23 and me and it detects that that gene if you have that gene or not okay well, so that I, I don't have it but if you have that gene then you have to be like more aware and stuff like that and I'm sure they all had that gene yeah just the idea just terrifies me because like every woman in my life that's been close to me is died of breast cancer it's wild oh my goodness um but uh but, but that said, George, you know, we can sympathize to a degree like I you know not not that it makes it any easier but like there there are there are people out there that understand kind of what you're going through and, and I'm one of them. So, you know, always feel safe in here and that you can say whatever you, you feel and I'm never going to judge you or anything. I know it's just me either. I will never judge. It's just shitty. Um, my brother basically, he has what's called dystonia, but it's, it's basically Parkinson's. Um, and that's why he's had the, he's had two brain surgeries to correct it. And like, luckily the the surgeries worked and he's he's doing like incredible but like he was super young and was dealing with those symptoms when he was like 11 years old he basically like was crippled for a while like i mean it was i was making plans essentially when i left when i was going to finish college i was i was expecting to spend the rest of my life caring for my brother like that was like what i thought i was going to be doing for like i thought i was going to graduate i was going to move home and i was going to just take care of my brother um and then somehow this next level technology worked you know so it's like you know so once again i can i understand uh where a lot of people are coming from when it comes to this stuff um unfortunately yeah unfortunately but you know what it it builds a stronger community and i think that it, it makes people closer together and it 
it helps people move on. And yeah. I think that that's important. And it gives you a very different perspective on life. You know, absolutely, like, a, a, a total different appreciation for like when you're having good days and stuff where it's like right. really appreciating that because you know how shitty it can get. You know what I mean? So like, oh, for sure. Um, so that all said, we appreciate everyone in the chat. We appreciate your super chats. Obviously we appreciate you being open with us, George. We know you're, you're a, a big supporter. You're in here like every single time we do a chat. I even saw you in here because we, we missed the show this week because we, we weren't able to do it earlier. And I saw you in the chat, like, where's the show at? So like, I know you look forward to this stuff, which we really appreciate. So yeah, sorry, my stomach decided to to cancel me. So. <laughs> right. Um, we got a few more minutes here. Uh, I guess I'll throw this out there real quick. Shout out to Bobby Fish, All Elite, got the graphic. Yes. Um, pretty cool to see, considering he was kind of like the odd man out in Undisputed Era, and you know. Now he's all yeah. elite. he's in a better position than uh, Roddy Strong and Kyle O'Reilly are right now. Probably that's right. Wise. Poor Kyle O'Reilly. I was gonna say both both of those guys are. I mean, they're both so O'Reilly and Strong are both so damn good. But at least they're doing something with Roddy with the Diamond Mine. Even though I think the yeah. Diamond Mine's kind of lame, but like Malcolm Bivens is awesome. So Malcolm Bivens rules. So at least they have Bivens out there to talk for Roddy because I think that benefits both guys. Um, but cool Kyle, I have no idea what they're doing with that at this point. Um, I can only imagine he's counting down the days until he can sign with AEW. Right. Um, but so it was cool to see Bobby fish. Do you think, what do you think we get first? You think we get Adam Cole attacking Bobby fish or do you think maybe Bobby fish joins the elite at some point? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. Because, I mean, I it's kind of the elephant in the room with them both being in the same company now. Yeah, how do they address that? I guess they just, you know what, AEW just won't fuck around. They'll just kind of, like, go for it. I say Adam Cole attacks Bobby Fish. Yeah. Or, or, no, I don't want them to do that, where Adam Cole gets mad because he finds out he's not, what happened with Kenny, and he leaves the Elite, and then just goes and joins Bobby Fish. They could do that, but, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're, they're, the good thing is there's a lot of options and AEW is so good about <coughs> like not um uh what's the right term they they're not insulting our intelligence like because yeah most of the AEW fan base is going to be aware of the background with fish and o'reilly from nxt and stuff um i'm assuming i know this is a big assumption but like i mean obviously at some point Adam Cole's gonna realize that Kenny Omega was behind poisoning him and all this stuff. Like, it's it's going to happen eventually. And when it does, I'm hoping Adam Cole and the Young Bucks stay together and Kevin Steen comes over in January. Yeah. And, like, that's the super click. Like, that's, that's the new group with those guys. Kenny can disappear for a little while and then come back as a baby face. Maybe bring Kota Ibushi with him. And, like... That would be sick if you had like Omega oh. and Ibushi versus the Super Click, because um, you can still also have like Gallows and Anderson with Kenny if you wanted and stuff. Like you can, so or you know Bobby Fish can join with with Adam Cole and those guys or hell for all we know the entire Undisputed Era might be in AEW six months from now or something. I mean I don't know. Um, can you imagine that would be crazy. <laughs> how wild would that be? Um, but. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of good options. So yeah, it was cool to see Bobby Fish. Like he came in, he had the match. He was he was with MLW. Um, but what a lot of these wrestlers have been really smart about this this past you know handful of months is most of the wrestlers that are that are highlighted in Major League Wrestling, most of them are doing it without a contract. So it keeps, yeah. so it keeps them open to really doing whatever they want. Like Lee Moriarty is another good example. He's, yeah. you know, he's with MLW, but he wasn't signed, but now he is signed to AEW. So now he's not with, he's not doing anything else with MLW going forward, but he was able to at least be on that platform before. It's, he a, had his it's a good olive branch. Yeah. And it's a good, sh I mean, there are people that are signed to MLW too, like that are, that actually yeah. have contracts, but you know, I hate to say it because I don't know who all will hear this or take it the wrong way or whatever. But like the one downside is I, I've heard the pay for MLW for most of them. It just isn't good pay. So I oh. think that's a big part of it is like, they, they like the exposure that they get through through MLW, but like, they're not making a lot of money. Um, and that's, you know, on one hand, it's the trade-off, right? Like paying your yes, dues, the exposure getting the, exactly getting your, the exposure and all that stuff. But also, at a certain point, when you're at like a certain level, it's like, well, I'm doing this for the exposure, I guess, at this point. But like, the second I get like a an actual offer for real money, then I'm going to take it. You know, so yeah. um, that's not everybody, by the way. I'm sure there are people in MLW getting paid decently, but the little bit I've heard behind the scenes is like. It just doesn't sound like they make a lot. Most of them are making a lot with MLW, unfortunately. So, um, and that's not me putting blame on like Court Bauer or anybody in the company or whatever. I mean, they got they got to do whatever they can afford to do at the end of the day. Like, I don't know what their financials look like for the company and stuff. And yeah, I have no idea. They're probably doing the best they can uh, to to do right by their talent. But you see a lot of turnover with MLW. A lot of people coming and going, and I think that's a lot to do with it. Because um, I think if they were getting paid good money, like that's a great situation because you can still work a lot of the independents and you're still getting exposure on YouTube and Vice TV. Um, and you only have to wrestle for that company like a handful of times a month, even if that like a lot of their stuff is like all taped all at once. So you have like your whole month free pretty much after you work for them. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of advantages to working with MLW similar to it's an impact wrestling impact wrestling just pays pays more um yeah but it's the same kind of idea it's like you can still work a lot of indies you only have to work a couple days a month you know and all that stuff um so yeah was there anything else from AEW or anything else in the world of wrestling you wanted to uh throw out there before we got out of here Jesse no I don't think so I don't think so I'm just having fun enjoying it enjoying AEW a lot so yeah I'll say, time to be a wrestling fan. I'll say this. I thought CM Punk and Daniel Garcia was really damn good on Rampage. That was really good. I did enjoy that. Yeah, Daniel Garcia had a big weekend. On Friday, he had... That was obviously pre-taped, him and Punk. But uh, that same night live, he wrestled for... I, on IWTV, I can't remember if it was the... I think it was the the No Leaf Clover show on IWTV. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrestled Minoru yeah, yeah. Suzuki that... What? Yeah, I think it was nice. It had to... CM Punk and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, on the yeah. It was, Holy cow! It was sick. What a he, legend! And he was like trying to grapple with Suzuki. It was pretty funny to see because Suzuki's like you like you're not going to submit Minoru Suzuki. It's just not happening. Yeah. I know wrestling's predetermined, but like that's a big part of like his whole uh, draw is like 
his MMA background. I mean, the guy founded Pancrase, which is like the first MMA organization ever. Like, I mean, so anyways, he he was the second ever king of Pancrase. Like, the, the, Minoru Suzuki is as legitimate as you're gonna get in professional wrestling, and. Um, but it was cool because, like, Garcia was trying to, like, throw leg locks on him and stuff. And, like, Suzuki was countering everything. But it was like, damn, Daniel Garcia is actually, like, he's he's trying to he's trying to do something. And on the match with Punk, I thought it was cool because, on one hand, I don't like them leaning into Punk's MMA background because he was so bad in the UFC. But, like, yeah. but it was cool, uh, like, psychology-wise that... CM Punk tapped Garcia with the Anaconda Vice because Garcia mm-hmm. is like that, like he's like the technical guy right now for AEW, one of the like technical yeah. base guys. So it's like Punk proved the point of like I submitted this guy, you know. So there was a lot of layers to that match, I thought. And he didn't use the GTS, he used a pile driver, but then right into an Anaconda Vice, which I thought was awesome. So um so yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff in AEW. Uh, can't speak really much to the WWE, uh, but really, I mean, great stuff for GCW, MLW's yes. battle. Um, yeah, fantastic stuff for GCW. Yeah, it ruled. MLW's Fightland was last week as well. Uh, new champion, Alexander Hammerstone, if anyone missed it. Um, Jacob Fachu had the title for, like, at least two years, yeah. maybe longer. Um, he was forever. So... You know, good to see that. We've got Davey Richards versus Calvin Tankman coming up in the finals of the Opera Cup to crown number one contender. So we're either going to get Davey Richards versus Hammerstone or Tankman versus Hammerstone soon, which both of those matches are going to rule. Um, so uh, I'm going to answer this real quick before we get out of here. Ian Mitchell86 okay. says, My question, why does AEW announce a world title tournament when we all know who's going to be the main event of full gear? Uh, that's, I think that's... Once once again, I think with AEW, it's okay that they're predictable a lot of the time because their stories make sense and their matches are awesome. So what do you think the main event of Full Gear is, though, Ian? Because are you assuming it's Hangman versus Kenny? Because I think a lot of people are assuming it's Danielson versus Kenny. And if it's going to be Danielson versus Kenny, then Danielson winning the tournament makes a lot of sense because he has to go through the rankings now to get a title shot in a rematch against Kenny. And he can do all of that, you know, get two birds stoned at once. Uh, you, know, <laughs> uh, you can you can have him win a tournament, get number one contender, and beat top-ranked guys all at one time to accomplish that. And then we get Hangman versus Kenny for the title, assuming he retains um, at Revolution. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. I, 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 if, if Danielson's in that tournament, I think Danielson needs to win it. Unless yeah. unless Punk wins it. I'm not as big of a fan of Punk winning it as Danielson. Yeah. But, but I think Punk's been really great so far about only working with, like, younger talent. And, but he's even, he's, he's talking about it in interviews. Like, he's kind of trying to, like, earn his way back into a yeah. title-level guy. And you could do that if you won a tournament like this. Um, and Hangman, Sorry, my baby. Uh, oh, you're good. Well, we had to wrap up the show soon anyway. So um, thanks to everyone who listened and watched. We appreciate you. Uh, if you have any last-second Super Chats, I'm going to run through our sponsors just really quick, starting with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for wrestling action figures and uh, memorabilia, 8x10s, autographs, all that stuff. 
Make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys and check out their website, musiccitytoys.biz. They also do sales on their Facebook page, so check those out. It's a lot of fun to jump on there during the live sales. Shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a trainer at Steel Boxing and Athletics. He's an owner at Steel Boxing and Athletics. He can meet you in Atlanta, Georgia, really anywhere you're at. If you're anywhere else in the world, he can help you remotely. Did their building get fixed? No, he's having to use uh, his buddy's uh, places. He, luckily, uh. he's got some good relationships around the city to where he can use other buildings right now. But, like, yeah, the, his his na- his next-door neighbors and, like, the complex that they work out of, their roof caved in. Um, and it sucks because it didn't affect my brother's building at all. But because it's right next to it, they are not allowed in because while well, they're fixing the other place. So... But yes, but anyway, he can still he's still out there meeting people. He does have other places that uh, other gyms to use. Um, so if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area or anywhere else, just hit him up on Instagram at Boxing ATL B O X I N G A T L. It's the best way to get in touch with him to book sessions, whether it's in person or through Skype and Zoom calls. Um, he can help you from any anything from losing weight and self defense all the way through neurological things that we talked about today: Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, all that stuff. Uh, you'd be surprised how many uh, dexterity exercises there are you can do as, as you know, kind of simple as stuff where moving your fingers around and, and stretching in certain ways and stuff that doesn't... There are ways to, to try to combat these these illnesses and, and stuff uh, that you might, not, you might not have thought of or maybe haven't been shown to you before, but, like, there, there are ways to maybe help this stuff. And Brian's certified 100% in, in training for these things. So like, um, and he's gone through this kind of stuff himself. That's why he's so credible. He, he understands the idea of like involuntary yes. muscle movement because he's had to deal with it himself. So like, mm-hmm. so pin him up boxing ATL on Instagram. Also shout out to WrestleRumble.com. Uh, their next contest is actually going to be for full gear. Pretty badass. Um, Heck yeah. They're going to have $1,200 on the line for AEW full gear. And the contest isn't open yet, but it will be soon. So just stay up to date for all their contests and giveaways at WrestleRumble.com, through social media, at WrestleRumble. Also, you know, use my promo code FightTalk at IndependentWrestling.tv or IWTV.live. It helps me out a lot, too. Follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore, Jesse, tell the people where to find you at. Heck yeah. Well, you can find me obviously on YouTube here. The best way to support me and Steven is to subscribe to the channel. Um, give us a thumbs up on this video. Share with your friends. Subscribe. Um, and obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse the Buckeye. Um, I added a tip jar. Is a tip jar there? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't. I know you added it. I have one too. Is it showing up on mine on mobile? Maybe Let me it's... see. You gotta add it. You gotta. Oh, um... No, I did. I know. I know it shows up on desktop. Or sorry, on a uh, mobile. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see what happens here. if I go here. No, I don't see it. Wait, hold on. No, I don't see it on desktop. Yeah, not on desk, but if you go on mobile, I can see it on yours and on mine. That's weird. Oh, okay. So people can do it mobily, I guess, but not. But yeah, good. Thank you for bringing that up. Me and Jesse both have tip jars on our on our Twitters. If you use your mobile devices, so like, if there's any time you want to support the show, by no means never never feel like you have to. But if you know you're gonna miss a show live, um, 
what you can do for me at least for sure and i'm sure jesse would be fine with it too if you send a tip through like venmo or anything we have linked if you want to include like a message or a question or something in yeah in i'm that, down with that yeah I'll, we'll, that for we'll, sure. we'll make sure to answer it on this show so even if you're not able to be there live or whatever for any reason like we'll still or if you want me to answer the question on twitter i'll do that too like just put it in the message like hey who do you think is going to win this match between so-and-so and so-and-so uh answer on twitter and i'll answer on twitter for you yeah that i will do the same thing so yeah totally i'm down with that and um yeah and then you can subscribe to my only fans if you want to support me directly that's probably right. the best way yeah. um other than the tip jar and here and then um yeah if you're buying pizza um you can use my code jesse25 jessi25 for 25 percent off your entire papa john's pizza order so you do that too. So yeah, that's about it. And uh, just enjoy some wrestling. Hell yeah. Okay, babes podcast. We're interviewing somebody really cool um, on Thursday. So um, yeah, it'll be fun. Hell yeah! Shout out to the K babes, Jamie Kilstein, and of course Jesse Davin here. Yeah. So, yeah. That we're was, all K babes. We're all K babes. Um, and yeah, Skull Vikings, Jesus Christ. Yes, I know. And the Browns lost, though. Well, you beat us at least. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. But that was, I was so heartbroken, and then they won it. I was like, thank God. I couldn't believe with the Vikings yesterday. It was like, or sorry, Sunday. It's like. I know, I texted you. I was like, oh my God. I mean, they deserve to lose. Like, they, the only, <laughs> the only downside of that win for me is like, I think they would have, they would have booted Mike Zimmer if we would have lost, and they, they need oh, to. Our, yeah. our coach is just. We have too much talent to be in these positions. Every every week we're losing within, like, one play. Like, I mean, it's like... And then we won with the last play this time. But it's like, you know, our kicker had missed a game-winning kick earlier this year. Dude. And he hit one this time. But it's like... It's, so, it's such an unreliable way to be playing NFL football. Like, you're relying well, on like, a kicker did you see who's the, not uh, clutch. The damn Bengals game was drunk. The kicking game was drunk yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. You get in these kickers' heads and like they can't shake it. It's it's like it's like getting the yips in baseball when uh yeah. If you remember, icing the kicker actually works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's all a mental game with that stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember years ago. This would have been like twenty years ago already. But Chuck Knobloch, he was like a mm-hmm. really good second baseman for the Minnesota Twins, and then he got traded to the either got traded or signed in free agency. I can't remember with the. Um, with the New York Yankees, and for whatever reason, he caught the yips when he was with the Yankees, and he couldn't throw the ball from second base to first base. It was the craziest wow. thing I've ever seen in, in sports. He threw the ball so like there was a play. I'm sure you can find it on on YouTube pretty easily. He, there was one play where it's just a, a routine ground ball to second base. He turns, throws the ball to like just trying to throw to the first baseman. Throws it like three like rows deep into the crowd and hit Keith. Oh my gosh. Keith Olbermann, who's with the MLB. Yeah. Hit his, hit his mom in the head with the ball. Oh my god. Because like no one's expecting the ball to get thrown into the crowd. Cause yeah. So, like I mean he like he he caught this mental this mental this block where he just couldn't throw the ball to first base anymore. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um. And that's like kickers in the NFL. Like, you get in their yeah. head, sometimes they never recover. Sometimes they're like Dan Carlson, and they totally recover. Like, we drafted that dude. He missed 
all the kicks that we had him kick for like three games and then he went to the Raiders <laughs> and now he's like statistically like the best kicker in the league right now, of course. So I know. Apparently the problem with him, Jesse, that the Vikings coaching couldn't detect. They said that when he went to Las Vegas or I heard this. to the Raiders, yeah, they said that all they did was they they adjusted I didn't the, see, like, where, an extra half ha- step. Half step. Yeah. Oh, he was standing one half step off of where he should have been. And that's the coaching problem right yeah, there. I know. Like and we and we we drafted him in like the fifth round or something when we did. I mean high Which for Which is a high kicker. for a kicker. Yeah. So anyways, that all said, we'll get out of here. Enjoy your week, y'all. We'll be back uh probably sometime next week, maybe this weekend. I don't know. Me and Jesse will talk about it, get it figured out. Uh if you're subscribed to the channel, make sure you're putting that notification bell so you know when we're going live. Also follow me at fight talk underscore and Jesse at Jesse the Buckeye. Because uh, we always post links when we know we're going live and stuff, too. Try to keep you all updated. So uh, that's that. Um, I'm out yeah. here, and we'll see you next time.